News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sakota, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you for the next 30 minutes or so in the studios. Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Good to see you there. Hey, good morning, Bob. Good to see you, brother. Also on the phone, because he's doing another big deal. He's a busy guy. Brian Likens over at Swan Financial, 773-4834. Good to have you on there, brother. Thank you, Bob. All right, my son Greg, hey. Instagram, and his you can get him at the at... We sell Louisville. You got it. Yeah, I got That's it. That's it. Okay. No.com. Yeah, 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 okay. You got it. Yeah, got it. That's <laughs> Look at him. You can reach me anytime, 376-5483 or bob at com. And by the way, if uh, you are thinking about selling your home, we have a free no-obligation booklet that has hundreds of useful tips. You want a copy? Not a problem. Send me an email, bob at com, and just put selling tips in the subject line. Coming up a little later on on today's show... The 10 most expensive mistakes you're making on your home. We'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes. First, we'll go to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Ava. Yeah. I was buying a for sale by owner, and we had a handshake on the price and also a handshake on the repairs needed. Now the seller says he won't do the repairs, and I can take or leave the home because he has a better offer. Can I sue? So, you know, we're seeing a lot of this. <laughs> this is like the third week in a row I've heard of somebody trying to pull a handshake deal. Yeah, and we got to get rid of the handshake Kevin, what, what, what do we know about handshake deals well, here? One of the first rules, if, if it ain't in writing, it, it do not exist. It, yeah. don't, it don't exist. exist. Yep. So Kentucky's pretty strict. Dealing with real estate, it's got to be in writing. A, a few minor exceptions to it, but like you said, is there quite a, a bit of this going on? I mean, right we've now? had a couple of questions the past couple of weeks. Really? Well, I feels what, like it. Here's what I think: what's happened here is that as we've moved forward, and some people are thinking, "Okay, it's so easy to sell a home. I'm going to put my home on my market on the market myself." Uh-huh. So I think what's happened is that um, buyers think, "Okay, they're going to get a deal," and they may or may not be. But then there are problems because it's not a legal contract, and we deal in legalities. We are trained, we're we're not attorneys, but as agents, we have to, in fact, we have to do continuing education every year for the latest things that we need to know. Same with you as in your Well, and you see people that pull down on the internet, lawdepot.com and various forms that they find. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kentucky law is very specific with certain items, and they really need professionals. Yeah. Whether it be an attorney or or call a realtor. That's but the reason really we're here, you know. That's, yeah, that's right, we but, serve a purpose. But other than sounding like a commercial for our industries, so how do we help Ava if it's a handshake deal and the the seller wants to back out? Is is there anything that, that she can she do? She could consult with a local attorney to see the particulars of her transaction, but most people would say, unless there's something that we're not aware of, that she's fighting a, a, a battle that she's going to lose. Why, yeah, why, I mean, why, really? yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no the teeth. handshake deal. There's no, yeah. there's no contract. There's no yeah, real Kentucky's deal. Kentucky's always very specific about, and, and you guys know this well. It's got to be in writing, mm-hmm. and yep. and there's some exceptions with emails, but that contract needs to be in writing, signed by the parties that are going to be charged. If it's not, courts have consistently kicked it out. And hey, Brian, as a lender, wouldn't you, if there she's borrowing money, if Ava's borrowing money, wouldn't you want to see a, a contract to be able to move that forward? Oh, yeah, you, you, we would have to have a contract. And one of the things that, that makes it difficult for the loan officer, because then it's it's for sale by owner and they don't have representation, then you've got the loan officer, and all we want to do is try to help. So we'll supply them with a very basic generic contract that we just – 
pull offline. And then what happens usually on our side is we get a lot of questions that are normally directed towards the agents that, that we don't even know how to answer sometimes, but we tried to help out when really wish they would have had an agent in the first place. Yeah. So, you know, buyer, seller, beware. Just note that that's what you're up against. Back yeah. to the uh, phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Joan. Yeah. I just received a request from my realtor to sign that document. What is the FHA mandatory clause and why should I sign it? Okay, and that's a great question. Brian, what is an FHA mandatory, mandatory clause? FHA mandatory clause. Okay, so if memory serves me correctly because I'm not standing in front of my desk, it is a document that states the house must appraise. Uh, so, for example, if it's kind of a protection document. Let's say, for example, that you're under contract. Contract can be written a certain way um, where there's no real escape clause. I call it maybe the escape clause because if the appraisal comes in short, it allows you to um, back out of the contract. Uh-huh. Got it. So it's really – it's just tightening the – And the, she was the seller. The she, was was that the seller that uh, had to sign the clause? Or yeah. The, yeah. The yeah. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron. Well, it's protect the buyer. Protect the buyer. All right. right. And the reason she should sign it is because the buyer who's coming in with an FHA loan, that's the way they've got to they, they yeah, want to proceed with that con- loan. Contingency to the standard contract. If it doesn't appraise out, the buyer can walk. Can walk. And, and we and we right. get a return of their deposit. And incidentally, um with this F the FHA loan, if the appraisal comes in low, Brian, how long does that appraisal stick with the house? Well, it, it's a great question. Um it depends on if the if the underwriter is required to log the value with FHA. So I believe it could be there six months. Six months. Okay. So what that means, folks, is if you sell your, if you say selling your home, buyer comes in FHA loan and the appraises for less than the value and the buyer walks, that FHA appraisal still stays with your house Six months or four months, depending. It seems to be varying days of the day. So, just remember that if you people ask why is FHA loan a, uh, a negative to accept it, it really isn't. Other than there are some other loopholes you got to jump through in order to get the thing closed. If you are thinking about living in the heart of downtown Louisville, you need to take a look at Floor Delay. Have you guys seen Floor Delay? Oh, Mount Greg yeah. has. I'm intimate with it. I love that place. Yeah, it's state-of-the-art, mixed-use development, five-story, steel and concrete, stunning architectural accomplishment, and it has 82 luxury design homes with great views. Um, and Rooftop the- terrace right across the street from uh, the Louisville Slugger Field. It's a stone's throw from all the new restaurants and it's Main great. Street and, and, and all. It's it's. Great you're, location. You're right downtown. Condos uh, feature 10-foot ceilings, beautiful gourmet kitchen, stainless steel appliances, custom cabinets, granite or marble countertops, tile backsplash. We've got a bunch of these that are listed right now. So if you'd like to see it, you can contact your agent. You can contact us. You can reach me at 376-548. And that, uh, that old Instagram handle, at We Sell Louisville. We've got all the stuff, though, the videography that I did for there. You can find it there as well at We Sell Louisville. It's a really, really nice place. If my wife wouldn't make me live in Norton Commons, I would yeah. be down, would down make there. Would make you, make you. She makes yeah. you. Yeah. Make yeah. Fleur de Lis. That's F-L-E-U-R-D-E-L-I-S. That's that's what to look for, and uh, you'll get some more information on it. If you want to see what people are saying about us in terms of buyers and sellers, go to LouisvilleZillow.com. That's LouisvilleZillow.com. Back to the phones we go. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840, WHAS. Hello. 
Hi, Bob. This is Becky. Yeah. I'm a buyer, and I just can't find anything in the market, and I'm looking everywhere. Yeah, you're not alone. The, now, the market has gotten better. As we head into the wintertime, there'll be fewer buyers out there looking. There'll be homes out there. But if you are thinking about selling your home, here's Becky, who's looking for homes. A couple of reasons to list it this fall, going into winter. Uh, the latest buyer traffic report from the National Association of Realtors shows that the buyer demand remains very strong throughout the vast majority of the country. The buyers are ready, willing, like uh, like Becky, and able to purchase and are in the market right now. Uh, there's less competition now. The housing inventory is still under a six-month supply. In fact, the absorption rate that we track on a regular basis in the price ranges of, say, 50000 up to about 400, 450000 less than a five-month supply, which is in a strong, still a seller market. So it's important to think about that. And under and under a, under a three-month supply, or 300000 rather, there's almost two to three-month supply right, less. The process is going to be quicker. Today's competitive environment has forced buyers to do all that they can do to stand out from the crowd. So including, hopefully, Becky, you've done this, getting pre-approved with folks like Swan Financial and Brian Likens over there. At, and then also... Uh, getting financing ready for the mortgage. This makes the entire selling process much faster, simpler, easier. And there will never be a better time to move up. If your next move will be into a premium or luxury home, now's the time to move up. The abundance of inventory is available in these higher price ranges. I would say five or 600000 or above, they're slower to sell. Buyers can find deals. Sellers are more motivated. So that's an important part of the uh, puzzle. And then it's time to move on with your life. If you're looking for a reason, just the fact that it, you've, you've, there's got to be a reason you're thinking about it. Maybe you've outgrown the house. Maybe the house, the kids have moved. You want to downsize. And you've got people like Becky who can't find homes who are waiting. Yeah, yeah this problem we discuss it quite a bit because there's a tale of two markets out there, the high end and the low end. Sometimes people do not want to list the property because I've got a great low interest loan. And I don't want to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Do the math. Yeah. We're, we're not talking because rates now are still very attractive. It's yeah. not that much money you're saving. Yeah, Brian, we're still hearing that uh, rates potentially going up, correct, uh, by the end of the year? Yeah, they, they just are slowly, yeah. steadily climbing. Yeah. Climbing. And I, I, Brian can't talk rates because then he's got to do a whole disclosure. But they're in the mid-fours right now, a little bit higher in some cases. Correct. So just know that that's where they are. All right, uh, uh, next question coming in, and I think... Kevin, you're going to love this question. No, no. I tell oh, no. you up front. <laughs> i got to take a break. No, 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 don't go anywhere. Not yet. Good morning, Bob Sekuller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Bill. Yeah. Uh, my agent wrote an offer on a house, and the seller's agent is requiring we close at her father's office. Apparently, he's a closing attorney. I wanted to pick my own closing attorney and not use the seller's dad. Can I do that? Kev? Uh, you have the right as the buyer to select whoever you want to close the transaction. Usually the lender, and I'm, he didn't say whether or not a lender was involved, but most of the time the lender has a say-so over who actually closes <coughs> the transaction. So you want someone that's an advocate for you. Uh, in this particular case, I think you just have to have your realtor work it out with the other realtor. Yeah. It's, it's part of the clause. Great. And, and yeah. so I've had this situation where we've dealt with uh, an agent who has requested that, and it's a simple writing. You don't have to write it in. I mean, at the end of the day, you can say, I'm not writing it in. If you're up against multiple offers, which we were, so this yeah. is a competitive offer. We were up against. This was in the listing verbiage. 
And we decided and we called, we communicated, we called the agent and said, listen, we're not writing it in. We're bringing you a strong offer. And she said, or he said, okay, just bring us an offer. And we did. And so it was a request and we got our offer accepted and the buyer closed where they wanted to close. But so. I think though the point though in all of this is that you want to work that out during the negotiation part of the process Absolutely. before you get an accepted contract, Kev. Well, I just say here ethically because you're from New York. New York, the buyer has an attorney, the seller has an attorney, yeah. the lender has an attorney. Mm-hmm. We really like it up there. But here it's, yes, always, sure you it's, it's very nice. Yeah. But here it's always been the closing attorney somewhat represents the transaction as a whole. But technically, ethically, we represent the lender. Or if this buyer and it's a cash transaction, ethically, I represent the buyer. So you want someone closing the transaction that has your best interest at heart. And I just think if you feel comf- uncomfortable as a buyer with any particular suge- suggestion, even from your lender, that you ultimately do have to write to get someone that you trust. Yeah. Well, to over, to I got a, just a, a small caveat of a question. Do they need to disclose if they're if they're asking you to close that title company ABC? Do they need to disclose the relationship right then and there and say, "Hey, you need to," because you could say, "Oh, yeah, you need to close at this attorney's office," but not ever find out that they're related, well, and that I would definitely that, should that it would be you a know, smart move, wouldn't it? Well, to disclose. Why yeah, not? It's the same thing that. in your all's particular business. Not yeah. if if. The owner of the property that, that Bob is trying to sell happens to be Greg, mm-hmm. and he doesn't disclose that there's a relationship. There, well, we, but we there do, are ethical we do issues have, right, involved. Right. So I think that you have you have to disclose potential conflicts of interest. So like I that. wonder. Okay. Uh, yeah, you never know. Yeah. See the future of home photography. You want to head to Louisville3D.com. Greg's in charge of the 3D and photographs, and he does a great job. You want to see what he's doing. Louisville3D. Or if you're a millennial com. and you like Instagram, it's just at We Sell Louisville. We're there too. Where's Instagram? Instagram. <laughs> that. That's what I said. But the next that. largest pool of buyers it's definitely knows Instagram. what Instagram is. I'll tell you that much. I got that loud and clear. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the 10 most expensive mistakes you're making on your home. In the studio with us, we have got Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895 9900. My son Greg is here. Uh, with Instagram, you go to at, at we sell com. You can Just reach straight me, up. Yeah, and uh, Brian Likens on the phone with us, dialing in 773 4834 at Swan Financial. And you can reach me anytime, 376 5483. Back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Pitt and Frank has long served your real estate closing needs throughout the Louisville and Southern Indiana area, including our newest location in Oldham County across from the Southeast Christian Church in Crestwood. But did you know that Pitt and Frank can assist you with your estate planning and long-term care needs? Don't leave your loved ones the burden of being unprepared. There are solutions available to protect assets and income as well as plan for your long-term care. Call us today at Pitt and Frank, 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call 
Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Whether investing in the best entrepreneurs on Shark Tank or hiring the best real estate agents at the Corcoran Group, doing my homework on them ahead of time was critical. So which agent do I recommend in your area? In Louisville, I would call Bob Sokoler. Bob outsells every agent in Louisville year after year and attracts thousands of buyers every month. That's why he can guarantee to sell your home at a price and a deadline you agreed to or Bob will buy it. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. Here we are, News Radio 840 WHAS. Bob Sokolo, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you for the next 10 minutes or so in the studio with us. My buddy Kevin Disler over at Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. They do a great job and have a big team to help you get the, the job done. Uh, so he's here in the studios with us. Also, my son Greg is here, who's uh, uh, Instagram. What's he do? Who, Greg? Yeah, he he's is. in charge of our marketing and uh, our pictures. And he does a great Millennials. job. Millennials. That's what I'm in charge He's of. bringing them in. Bringing we, up the we movement. Get, we get a lot of people calling and checking in on our listings. And then on the phone, Brian Likens, Swan Financial, 773-4834 is... Hello. Brian, there you are, buddy. Okay, so listen. So some of the mistakes. Ten most expensive mistakes. Let's see how everybody f- shapes up here. Let's leave uh, Brian's uh, mic open so that... Uh, he can jump in here. Do you all use traditional light bulbs, or have you switched? Say the LED, LEDs. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the switch. I'm in process. Process of Brian. Yeah. I switched. If you still have incandescent light bulbs in your home, you could be throwing a lot of money away every month on inflated electric bills over the lifespan. Get a load of this. An incandescent bulb over its lights lifespan can use one hundred and eighty dollars worth of electricity. A CFL, which was the old one that the government tried to make us use with curly Q type things, used forty one dollars in, in energy over its lifespan, and LEDs use thirty dollars per bulb. So the extra expense to buy those LEDs minimized overall. Uh, so think about doing a replacement. Ignoring a leaky faucet, we've seen them, we know it, especially if you hear your toilet kind of fill up every couple of minutes, ten minutes, hour. Cycling. It's cycling, yeah. A few drops can waste more than 3,000 gallons a year, which is enough water to take more than 180 showers. And if you're like my wife, who likes to take long showers, Sandy, don't you? Uh, in fact, I could probably go away, cook a breakfast, and then say, hey, Sandy, we got food. She's still in the shower. Uh, some of us live in an area where water is plentiful, but for those who are plagued with drought, we are, luckily we have plenty of water, but just keep an eye on those drips. Using the wrong air filter size. I never thought about this one, but it's true. We all sometimes forget about changing our air filters for our HVAC systems, systems or accidentally buy the wrong size. But, but using the wrong air filter or a dirty filter can increase your power bills, cause expensive problems for your furnace down the road. So use the correct filters for your system and set a reminder on your watch, your phone, your book, whatever you use to change them at the recommended amount of time. And I'm, I, you know, 
it depends who you talk to, recommended amount of time, one month, every two, every three months. I think you got to check the filter. And then not customizing your temperature. Invest in a customizable thermostat. Have you guys? I know, Greg, you've got one. I saw I've that the other one. day. Yeah, I've got one. Yeah, Nest, I've got it. Yeah, but you got you know, you got to be careful because of the learning stuff with the Nest, depending yeah. on the type of system that you have. Like if I've got a, I've got a geothermal, for instance, and I've got Nest. However, having the the auto learn feature on there is yeah. not smart because the the whole theory of geothermal is it it keeps temperature in a small set range. So yeah. if you have setbacks high or low on the temperature curve, you are going to be spending more money and energy trying to reach those points because the geothermal's whole job is to keep things at an even temperature and not have big swings. So that's a whole other subject. Well, yeah, that is a whole other subject. I, at my office, I've got one on our, and it, you can, which is I, nice because it's not rem- geothermal. So right, you can turn can, it off when you're, and I can remote turn it off, turn it on. If I'm hot in my office, I can turn the temperature down because I got a bunch of computers running and they're kicking out heat. So I turn the temperature down. Of course, my staff's not so happy because all of a sudden it starts getting cold. <laughs> they I'm can change it right back. Yeah, but I can change it back again. So it's kind <laughs> it's of a war. They bring out a, a heater if it's too cold. All right. Also, not adjusting, not adjusting your air vents properly in one room if the home is hot and the others are cold. Oftentimes, homeowners will crank up the air conditioning in the whole house to combat the hot temperatures in one area. Instead, adjust the air vents to direct the flow for more air in the area that you need it and less by turning the vents down or cutting them back a little bit. And it'll help you really balance the air throughout the house. Overwatering your lawn. This is interesting because we all do this if you... Do it by hand or your sprinkler system. They come on early hours. That's the suggested time uh, for optimum health of uh, lawn. It can become a problem, though, if you're around and you see you're actually overwatering. So, for example, a broken sprinkler head could cause a fountain. You need to check those all the time. Periodically, run your sprinklers during the day so you can see how they're performing when you're not around because that certainly could help spend a lot of money out of your pocket. Also, water heater temperature is set too high. Brian, what's your temperature? Do you know what your temperature is in your water heater by chance? Oh, that's a, yeah, a good question. <laughs> you may want to check. Unless you have a tankless water heater, which I wish I had, your water heater is keeping the water tank hot 24-7. So if you keep an eye on the temperature as the seasons change, you may be paying too much for heating your water. So think about adjusting those as the temperatures changes. Leaky windows and doors with the cold weather coming on. You want to make sure that they're tight and caulk leaky windows. Put rubber seals around the doors to keep the winds out and the warmth in. And don't pay a handyman for a job that is simple enough to do it yourself. If you want to make sure that you get the thing done right, you can look up some video tips online. YouTube, Google. Greg. Yeah, Google them or just YouTube. Plenty of stuff out there. And finally... Don't ignored, ignore curled shingles. It may be easy to uh, ignore problems on your roof, but it will only lead to bigger problems. If you see any possible issues on your roof, curling shingles uh, popping up, repair them soon. It'll save you money down the road. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekoder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Elizabeth. Yeah. I've asked my insurance company for a policy on the home I'm about to buy, but they say the rates in that part of town are much higher than I expected. Can I cancel my contract? This And I've checked with lenders and insurance uh, companies. Uh, that's not an out, though, having an increase in your insurance policy, correct? It only would be out if it makes your monthly payments too much and the lender would kick it out. So, Brian, have you ever seen that happen where the, the cost 
of owning the homes, for example, the mortgage, uh, insurance, blah, 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 all adds in and it kicks the ratios out where they can't afford the home. And do you send out a letter that says you can no longer afford the home? Right. One of the one of the big things that happens with us that a lot of people don't realize is the lenders will pull what's called a flood certificate. Ah. So a lot of times FEMA maps are changed, and the current bot or the current seller wasn't aware of it. Doesn't isn't required to have flood insurance, but the, all of a sudden now the new buyer has to have flood insurance. Uh-huh. Well, that flood insurance will affect your what's called your debt to income ratio, and will kick it out to to be non approved. Um, you know, there's some things you can do with your insurance, like maybe taking a higher deductible all the way up to $5,000 deductible could sometimes change your payment or your monthly payment significantly. So there's some things you can do to try to offset it. But, oh, yes, it can definitely hurt your loan. And so at that point, if the, the, the debt-to-income ratio is now outside the parameters of what is allowed, you issue a letter, and now they can get out of their contract because Correct. they can no longer afford the home. Okay. Makes sense. It's unfortunate. And there are some areas that have higher insurance than others. It's difficult to tell until you talk to your insurance company. Another option you might have on this, Elizabeth, is shop around for different insurance companies that might, they may be able to get you a better rate by going to somebody else somewhere different and uh, get you a lower rate. All right, let's try. We have time for maybe one more phone call. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Mike. Yeah. What are the pros and cons to a 15 year mortgage? Ah. So, Brian, 15 years, what are interest rates better? Yes, actually, yes, they're quite significantly better. Than, I mean, there's still some in the threes right now. Um, the con is just that your higher payment's going to be there for a while. So as long as you feel your debt-to-income ratio is okay and you could make that payment, um, yeah, 15 mortgage is great. You'll have it paid off, hopefully, by the time you're ready to retire or even earlier. But um, it's just it's good as long as you can do it. Got it. Yeah, it just you have the 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 advantage for longer is if you money runs tight, you simply cut back on situation. Great for uh, medical students. It's true. Well, yeah, it's true. You want to see what buyers are saying about us? Go to LouisvilleBuyersTalk.com. You want to see what sellers are saying about us? And here, see it, LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. And for our reviews on Zillow, go to LouisvilleZillow.com. Back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hey, Bob. This is Julie. Yeah. So I have my house listed, and I have a room in my basement that is finished that has a closet and a door. You open the door, and it goes to the outside where I have a patio. But my agent does not want to list it as a bedroom. Can they list it as a bedroom? Hmm. I think it depends if it has a walkout door. And I don't know if you're familiar with the code on this, Kevin. If there's a an escapable window, and by that I think I heard it was nine square feet, but someone just told me recently it's only six yeah, it's square the, feet. The appraisers have a standard on that. I'm yeah. just not. Yeah. We're not up on the appraisal yeah. standards for this, but you can you can call an appraiser and ask them uh, point blank. But and also a door that allows them you to egress or get out in the event of an emergency. Uh, I would tell you on first blush that uh, you can call it a bedroom as long as it has a closet in it. But there's another, I don't know if you guys know about this, but the um, it depends on the part of town. If the right. propensity of homes that word. in the area, it's one of Kevin's mm. million-dollar homes, propensity of homes in a given area, like Louis, downtown uh, Old Louisville, if you they don't have closets because they were built prior to, and many of them don't have actual closets, then the you're not required to have a closet to call the 
the room a bedroom. Um, yeah, St. Matthew's, you got the bedroom. Different story there. Yeah. 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 But, but I think the main thing the appraisers would have, it's below grade, and, and yes. there is there right. is access to it. So they may give you some value for it, but the question is whether you can actually put in the MLS as a as a quote unquote bedroom. You you can, but the appraisers may not count it as a bedroom as long as it has it meets the requirements of an appraiser, and that you're I know, yeah, that's and your point. Two, yeah. Well, and after two thousand eight, they changed the, those standards yeah. a little bit. So, so. Uh, we are out of time. Speaking of changing standards, we are out of time. My thanks to Brian Likens who called in on uh, the phone today. We appreciate that. You can reach him over at Swan Financial. Okay. Seven seven three four eight three four. Thanks, Brian. Also, Thank you, Bob. you bet. Here in the studio, Kevin Dissler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys. You can reach Kevin anytime over at the group at Pitt and Frank at eight nine five nine nine zero zero. Son Greg, yeah. Instagram, yeah. At we sell Louisville. You got it. Yeah, I got you it. You got it. You can reach me anytime, day or night, by phone three seven six five four eight three. See you next week on News Radio eight forty WHAS.